Welcome to the Fit Affiliate Podcast, where we talk about behavior and behavior-based conversations as they relate to CrossFit affiliate owners and coaches. My name's Lisa Hetherington, and I'm your co-host. Sitting alongside me are Tony and Chuck, the founders of Fit Affiliate. And welcome back to another episode of the Fit Affiliate Podcast. We have a jam-packed house full today. We've Tony hiding behind his uh, his beverage there. We've got Ash in from the MDCP podcast. You'll recognize her from. And Jamie, our kitten herder at Fitfiliate, who is in charge of making the wheels turn all in the right direction and, and keeping us all in, in line. And, of course, Tony from The Cage, which we joked earlier was a bit like Jenny from The Block, but that led to a discussion that I don't think we need to go down that path with been. Tony. So <laughs> I knew you'd drop the word. So welcome, team. Um, today, really, um, I guess you get to geek out on this topic a bit or, you know, it's a fun topic for us, is talking about, you know, the value of systems and processes rather than, you know, as setting foundations rather than I just need more leads. And the fact that if you just fill your bucket with endless bodies and you have no systems and structures to support them, they're just going to fall out the other side. And who wants to lead off on that one? Ash? No comment. I love how I got tossed under the bus here today. <laughs> I had an idea. Now I, I okay. Um, uh, we were recently discussing this and, you know, from my perspective as a, from a coach to a head coach to a general manager watching um, my gym attempt many different failed efforts of lead generation and other interesting promises of you'll get more clients. It's guaranteed kind of thing. And it always fell through and, you know, not realizing until the last year and working with fit affiliate, why it always fell through. And because we had the lack of systems in place uh, the capability to retain them, and ha, speaking to my four horsemen, knowing <laughs> who we were actually trying to reach and why. So uh, that's like a whole number of cans of worms right there. So let's just have at it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not talking the... about. Go ahead. Nothing. I just said I'm not talking about it. So oh, okay. Jamie, you can go. <laughs> Speaking to the who that we have to bring in and looking for people, um, I think that's something that everybody misses. And we talked about it. And you don't need just 100 leads of just people because the same person that's going to come in and do CrossFit and want to do CrossFit will find you. But the average person who wants to come in and see what it's all about does not want to see Coach Joe snatching 250 pounds they're like oh my god I'm gonna, it's terrifying I don't want to do that right so I think mm -hmm. that is a super important part of the whole thing yep um, not understanding that that who is really critical is going I just need to fill the boat well fill it with the wrong people it's you're just gonna it's not gonna work you're not gonna get the people that you're the meant to serve Right. You're going to spin your wheels. You're going to end up putting extra coaches and resources on trying to, you know, get these people in or once they are in the door, get them acclimated. And then for what? Mm. Right. Like, cause they never intended on staying anyway. Well, there's, this is two things. One, 
not only am I in a dog cage, I'm also in a dog cage trying to charge a computer from the sideways. So that's why I have this interesting angle. Um, <laughs> I thought you'd gone all artistic on us today. This whole damn episode is going to fall on deaf ears, just so we're clear on that. So I'm glad we're recording it, but everybody's going to be like, mm, I don't care. Um, because if I told you that it was, you don't need to brush your teeth, and it would actually be maybe better for you. You probably would likely not listen to me only because marketing has taught you that brushing your teeth is good for you. And just so we're clear, I'm not telling you don't brush your teeth. But when toothpaste was essentially invented, nobody gave a single shit about buying toothpaste because it just didn't really do anything for them. So they came up with the bright idea to make it tingle. And now everybody wants to brush their teeth multiple times a day because they can feel it. I've been a gym owner long enough that I've weathered multiple storms, but I can tell you that there's an entire era, and let's just call it pre-five years ago, nobody even knew what the fuck a lead was. They had no, I mean, they knew that like leads were kind of a thing, but like gyms didn't really care that much about leads, but here we are today, 20, whatever year it is, 2023, and I don't think you can find a single gym owner that doesn't brush their teeth multiple times a day. And that's because marketing made leads tingle. And now everybody is fixated on the fact that like, well, if I just brush my teeth multiple times a day, I maybe won't get cavities. And that might be true with your teeth. But as it applies to the business, it's an uphill battle. Because really what we've got going on now is that there is no, there's no lie in it. Uh, you definitely need more leads because we need to help more people. Like That's a given. That's, you know. Is, is part and parcel to what is the you know the just cause of CrossFit, which is to eradicate the world's most vexing problem. You know, obviously, more people is the solution, and no doubt about it, we need to get more people in the gym. And so you got that part of the conversation. Plus, you got a bunch of broke gym owners who are just like, well, I mean, uh, you can say whatever you want, but I'm pretty sure if I just had more customers, I'd have more money, right? And if that's the case, then I might still have problems, but. I'd much rather have those problems with some dollars in my pocket. And that's the universal appeal that everybody has sold to them. Right? So um, I think the first most important thing with this recording is not to say that you don't necessarily inherently need more leads, but <laughs> the question will be long before that is the cart before the horse. Cause like all they're going to do is exacerbate all the problems that you currently already have. And for the most part, it's kind of one of the reasons that the company was built was not that like we were the anti lead gen company. It was mostly that like you can go after new customers and forget the value of your current customers. And so to the point of the four horsemen, starting first with the people you want to go after makes it a lot easier for you to source more leads from the right people. If you know who you're after, but you've got to start with in the beginning, which is where are you actually selling? And I've hijacked this whole front end of this podcast. Sorry about that. But um, so uh, kind of a spoiler alert, if you sign up for any lead gen company, it's pretty much the same thing, right? Lead gen itself is easy. Um, it's really just a pretty automated system in terms of using, whether it be Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, whatever, um, and placing their ads and using their technology to place and put your ad in front of multiple people, which for the record is a fantastic advantage because 20 years ago, you would have had to put them on the radio or send out things in the mail and then hope that people opened them and you'd have no real way to, to, 
to monitor them. So here we are today and everybody exists on social media thinking that they're hanging out with their friends. But like, I don't know if you guys all know this, but they're just advertising platforms. That's all they are. And you use them mindlessly all day long being served ads and that's how they make their money. Anyway, um, go do something useful with your time. But that part aside, you need more people, but you're going to end up building the systems. They're going to be easy. They're generally free. It doesn't cost you any money to put an ad on Facebook aside from what it's going to cost you to run the ad. And then you can just run them to Google Sheets. All that stuff is free. What you're going to end up realizing is that that's not the hard part of the job. The hard part of the job is what comes after you put the machine together and the leads start calling, emailing, and contacting you. Now you have to do this thing called lead nurturing, which nobody can sell you. I mean, there's a couple of different ways and options to do it through what they consider to be AI and, and chatbots, but it still doesn't work that well. You're still going to have to work with people, and then that means that you're going to have to get the people in the door. And then when they get in the door, now you got to figure out what to do with the people. So now you hired somebody to do lead gen, but now they got to teach you how to do all these other things. And so it becomes this, this ever enticing program. We're like, wow, I offered, I, I wanted to buy you for lead gen, but now you're going to do so many more things. And so you take on the sales system and then they're like, well, now you got to serve these people. So let's figure out how to serve these people. So then they end up having to teach you how to fulfill it. Then you end up fulfilling the system. And then, then you got to figure out how to keep the people. So they, they, they have to teach you how to, to keep the people. Otherwise they're going to look like failures as, as, as a marketing company. And so you do all those things and then you step back and you go, uh, well, where the fuck did my gym go? Mm. It's gone. Because it has to be because they're running ads that they know how to run to people that they know how to speak to, to get those people to take action. They know how to get them to take action. And then they teach you how to nurture those people and get them in the door. And then you end up with a whole bunch of people, which for the record, need your your value and your service. But you need to learn how to do it yourself through your own lens. And that's why it has to start with figuring out your systems and your processes first so that you know who you are so you don't lose yourself in the process. That's and I know... <laughs> like firsthand um when i had the affiliate i did one of those six-week challenge things where they you know set your appointments and i spent two weeks i think sitting in the office having these people come in and i had to read from this script and convert them to this thing and then they were asking me questions about the program which i was like i don't even know anything about it but still went through the process i think i had 40 people and then i'm like oh, how do we make this work for six weeks? Like, you know, class numbers, coaches, the whole thing. And yes, I had more business for that six weeks, but then after the six weeks, like, and it was six weeks of chaos, half those people just dropped off straight away. And, you know, gradually those people petered out. I think three years later I had three of them left or something. But it was just this whole thing. I was like, this is not my spiel. This is not my thing. But I did it because I needed to, you know, I was promised this will, turn your business around and you know they get you when you're most vulnerable but i didn't have anything to support the structures to make it work smoothly for everybody i mean working with so many other um gym owners in the past years um everybody has the same thing they come in and they are promised millions because they're gonna have a million leads in front of them and then if I ask the question, well, what are you going to do with them then? Well, I'm going to write them on a sticky note. And then <laughs> Bob's going to call them at the front desk. Mm. Uh, okay, then what? 
And then there's silence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it it is like that. It's like I even know when uh, one of my coaches went through pin and he's like, oh, you know, can you, where are our leads? Where are we at with our leads? And I'm like, uh, they're all in my head. Maybe I should start to write those things down. And like, it's like, oh, you know, you need to record where they're at. Where, he's like, well, who do I need to follow up? I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll get that for you. But yeah, it's, if you don't have it, then you can't go back to it and like know where people are in the process and stop people falling out of the process. Gyms are fantastically boring businesses and boring in that <laughs> sense is a good thing um, in that they are very good at generating recurring revenue relatively predictably and repeatedly. And for that reason, that's actually a good thing. I mean, generally speaking, when it comes time to invest in or buy other businesses, as an investor, I'm looking for businesses that are more boring than they are exciting. Because like the last thing I really want is a business that is really exciting, AK. They make a ton of money from a, a, an erratic or, or sporadic amount of effort, energy, or otherwise. And while that might be a good thing, it's not something that is predictable, repeatable, or really, for that matter, improvable. So you probably want to avoid it. I say that because <clears throat> it's really hard to tell somebody who's in pain that taking the magic pills is probably not the best thing for them, right? And... Um, what we have here is an interesting situation when it applies to leads. Cause again, there's nothing really wrong with it. The, the, the drug, so to speak works. Right. And so when we already know that when your clients go to the doctor, the doctor has two choices. They can prescribe them the medication that will immediately address the symptoms, not the roots, or the doctor could prescribe a lifestyle change that would address the root problems and would lead to holistic and long-term, you know, systemic change. Generally speaking, the doctor knows and we know that if the doctor did that, the vast majority of people would fail. They, they, mm. For one, they would just straight up say, no, give me the pill. Um, or two, they would literally just attempt to do it. They wouldn't get very far and behaviors would effectively get in their way. And our our belief was that when Fafiliate was born, we were far enough into this the, the lead gen addiction that people were going to start becoming aware of, of the behaviors. And therefore, they'd be like, maybe the prescription pill for the rest of my life is not the thing I need. I need to address the root behaviors so that I can get off the medication and I can actually make myself healthy, aka my business. And uh, it's kind of the same problem, right? Because like when, when you are a gym owner and you are in pain and you know the simple solution just seems like, if I just had more money, all of my problems would in fact disappear, right? Because like if I'm making $10,000 a month, if I can just double that or triple that, wow, I would literally just be making like 30 grand a month. And then effectively, that's pretty much usually what happens, right? Like they come in, they run the leads and then they get up to 30 grand. And then you hang out enough of the groups, realize that everybody's like, um, is anybody making any profit in this or is it just all going out the back door, right? Because systems that aren't in place and, and processes that aren't efficient end up becoming massive resource sucks, right? And they just, they eat and they eat and they eat until there's nothing left. And when it comes time to convert cold traffic into warm bodies in your gym and then maintain those bodies, you have a lot of conversations that need to have been preceded with that. And it's a lot easier. I'm you don't need 200 leads. You need two good ones. 
Mm-hmm. What you need is a system that works every single time and it's profitable every single time. And then the key is to spend as little money as possible to acquire the customer and make as much money from the customer as you possibly can so that you can afford to pay for more customers than your competitor can. That's it. There's nothing really more to it than that. You can do that through running Facebook ads. You can do that through sending out carrier pigeons. You can do that through putting up bake sa- or tables at bake sales. I don't really care how you do it. What matters is how you do what you do. And that's why this conversation needs to happen in and of itself. The systems in the processes have to be in place before the leads come. Otherwise, you're going to end up doing what every single one does. You start with the leads. And what's good about that is that it gets you distracted from the influx of people. And then everybody scrambles on the back end to try to fix the problem and patch the boat and solve the issues. Like you should do lead gen. I'm telling you right now, you should get more people in your door, but let's get you to the point where you are actually doing the thing that you do as well as you can possibly do it. And you know who you're doing it for. And so when you do go get the leads, it, the boat's not as leaky as you think it is because it gets really, really expensive really, really quickly. And that's the thing that you're going to have to understand about the, 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 that nobody's selling you because it wouldn't do you a lot of good if they were like, hey, use this toothpaste, it tingles. But by the way, that tingle is acid. <laughs> They're obviously going to leave that part out until the government comes along and is like, hey, you can't put acid in the toothpaste. So like, I didn't tell them it wasn't acid. It just tingles. That's all I told them. And they're like, well, you can't do that anymore. And so inevitably, the time will come when, you know, internet advertising, it's already happened a handful of times, gets cracked down on because everybody's just selling something to someone to do something with someone. And nobody really cares much about the fulfillment on the back end. So, you know, before that thing comes, let's just not put acid in the toothpaste. And let's just get it to tingle the right way. And that's the best way to do that. Is through building better systems and, and processes first. Hmm. And it'll so, save you a lot of heartache. Sorry, Ash, you go. That's right. No, I was just going to ask, did you have, was lead gen a prominent thing when you were an affiliate owner and did you ever use it? No. I mean, for the vast majority of it, in the last few years, we definitely did it. But for the vast majority, it was mostly just get the people in the door do as much as you could for the people that you could do as much as you could for. And then that was really it, right? Like if you did a good job, people came in the door, but there wasn't a mass of people running advertising. So you weren't having to compete with that. Right. And, mm-hmm. and I completely understand where people come from today. Cause like if, if you're in a town that's got 10 gyms and nine of them are engaging in lead gen, they create a lot of noise. Right. Like, mm-hmm. And so if you're the, the lonely gym who might be the best gym in town, but you're not entering your market, you're going to have a bad time. And that's usually what ends up happening here is so then they end up being like, I need to run Facebook ads. They have no idea how to run Facebook ads. So they hire somebody to help them run Facebook ads. And then that person doesn't know how to run their ads. So they run their own ads. And then that ends up changing the whole thing. And then the whole process gets falling apart. And I'll be the first to tell you, I don't care if you run ads for chicken noodle soup, if it gets people in the door. And that's the name of the game with advertising. It's about getting attention and you pay for attention and then you fulfill it with service. But if you don't know what you're doing on both sides, you're going to end up with a bad time. Yeah. And knowing who you're, whose attention you're actually trying to get, because you don't want everyone's attention. Well, that's when you wind well, up in the, in the gym owner groups and everyone's bitching about some asshole client that they got. And they've got all these people that are demanding and da, 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 when they've just cast a net rather than getting better quality leads and better and developing them into better quality clients that, 
get the mission, they get the cause, they get the why, and they're they're on board with it rather than just somebody who wanted to pay, you know, $6 in a Groupon special. And now I wonder why, well, last week it was $6. Now you want to charge me 50 bucks, Right. And wonder why there's issues. Well, I mean, and that's the whole point of why we go through the four horsemen and define the core offer for what we're actually offering so we know first who we're looking for and then what we're going to offer those people with our one or two hooks instead of the big net. Mm. I mean, Ash, you went through the, the four horsemen again recently, right? Yeah. I mean, it's super valuable and it can't it can't be missed but I think it's missed more often than it should be. Well, like to Tony's earlier point, it's a distraction, like to run away and, and do leads. That's the fun, sexy stuff, and it makes you feel productive and like, yeah, I'm growing my business. I've, you know, I've got 50 leads I've got to ring rather than doing the work to build the foundations. It's like, well, I want a house to live in, but I'm just going to start building it on this patch of dirt rather than laying your foundations because that's the boring stuff or the, you know, the the mundane stuff where it's like it doesn't give you the dopamine hit of going, oh, I got three, you know, three lead calls in the last 10 minutes. It's like, no, it's it's not going to give you that same response, but it, you need to have that. Well, I mean. Because we're good at distracting ourselves. Operations is not sexy. Nobody cares. They're like, oh, it's not shiny. <laughs> That's something that should be stuffed in a corner, and and it is what it is. That's why nobody advertises for it. They advertise for the dollars and you need more mm. leads. You need us to, you need to pay us to bring you a million dollars. So people like I'm heard, what? I mean, people are drawn to effort because effort seems like output, right? The hashtag grind Gary Vee became very famous by telling everybody to work harder. Right. And, right. And, mm. and so there's not a single human on the planet who's not motivated or at least intrigued with the idea of more time off. Right. Like, it seems like a great thing, like vacations, like a life of just wanton abandonment. And you're just kind of wandering around and we're all drawn to being the man who lives in the van down by the river. Right. But at the same time, there's something intrinsically that draws at us, tugs at us and suggests that like we should be working. You end up with like this guilt and you end up with this, this work ethic conversation and you end up with like this like thing. Like you have to understand we've been marketed to since the time we could start receiving information. Right. So the time that you were a child, we have been basically indoctrinated into becoming a part of the workforce. We've been indoctrinated into this, this, you know, this American dream or this work ethic or this or that. And so we've been taught to work really, really hard for our money and be proud of the things that we do. And, and, and a lot of that is just truly, honestly, just leftover propaganda from the end of World War II, right? Like that's all it really ends up being. But that plays a role in everything that we end up doing because to Jamie's point, nobody's interested in operations because the thing you're selling them ends up becoming the curse, right? They end up, you're like, yeah, I would love to have more free time. But like, you also are like, that's unrealistic. Like, I'm supposed to work hard, right? And it plays on all these other things. So selling somebody some degree of effort or energy or something that tingles makes it make way more sense to them. So people like the idea of buying something that they're going to get to do, but it's direct work. The beauty of, of operations is that the entire thing is indirect work. Work I do today pays off, you know, in a few days. Direct work is I push the button and I get direct result. And people like that because we're literally just monkeys. Right? Like, feed me. Huh. They just keep pushing the button. And 
So when it comes time to sell things like operations, everybody wants more free time. Everybody wants more freedom. But we learned that the hard way. When we first came out, like it was very clear. We were going to tell the world that our definition of success for every business is not money. It's not number of customers. It's literally just freedom. And there's four freedoms. Nobody listened. Nobody cared. Huh. I mean, they want those things. Freedom of time, freedom of money, freedom of purpose, freedom of relationship. Those are no-brainers, right? But they're like, yeah, but don't those come from doing all the work? No. You'll just find huh. yourself working your way into a job. And that's inevitably what ends up happening for, for most business owners, not just affiliate owners in general. So operations becomes the part of it. But we've already spent like 30 minutes of this call talking about what's the problem, right? So I guess let's talk about how to build a better toothpaste because you don't, you're not going to stop brushing your teeth because you're not going to stop doing it, but we can build you a better toothpaste that works better. So you don't have to do it as much. And then you can get the same intended result, no cavities, tingly mouth, but you only got to do it like once every few days. Right. But and, and to speak to Tony, you talk about like pushing the button. It sounds real nice because you just get these people coming in nonstop. But what happens when, these people are coming in nonstop and then you're like, oh, I need this coach to do that. And I need this coach to do that. And now I'm paying my coaches more. I'm paying for the lead gen. And, oh, that person stayed for six weeks. That person stayed for eight weeks and left. And that person did two on ramp and then they left. Like you're perpetually creating, like you're adding to your problem over and over and over again, whether you realize it or not. Because, and we don't, like Tony said, because we get blinded by the fact that it's like, ooh, person's walking in, this lead, this lead, this lead. But if you're constantly shuffling one out and the next one in, what are you really doing? Mm. You know? I mean, it's like the world got obsessed with, with basically all sorts of different nutrition things. But like one of the big ones was essentially like car backloading was a big thing you know, a handful of years ago. Everybody was like, great. But no one told you that like the amount of effort and energy you were going to have to do to be able to afford that backload mattered. All they cared about was like, wait a minute, I get a Saturday full of brownies. Here <laughs> with that. I'm like, yeah, no, that's literally how it works. They're like, fuck it. I'm in. And then I'm like, well, great. This is what you got to do this week. You're like, you didn't say anything about that. when you told me I got a Saturday full of brownies. Right. So you know, I think one of the things that's important here, first and foremost, is that I shouldn't even be on this podcast, just so we're clear, because I'm not good at this part of the thing. That's why Jamie's <laughs> on this podcast. That's why Jamie exists in life. And it's frankly why, uh, spoiler alert, all three of you guys actually exist in the company, because I am well aware of what my weakness is. And when you are aware of what your weakness is, the beauty of business is you don't actually have to train your weakness. You can just hire for it and you just go find a good who for a how. And that's really where you three come in like you want to build podcasts lisa's your huckleberry right like it's just you go and you get a good who for the house so as it comes time to build a better toothpaste you know i think that podcasts would be really cool if there was a way to do like a show of hands if i could just get like everybody and like the audience like raise their hand because <laughs> i guarantee you i get the entire audience to raise their hand if i ask them the simple question of how many of you guys would like to have 1000 of your current clients hmm. Nobody better be putting their hand up, right? Because <laughs> right? like all that sounds like is a thousand more problems. How many of you guys would like to make 10 times more money with 10 times less clients? Mm. All your hands would go up, I would assume. Of all your best clients, right? Yeah, yeah so your best ones. If you could do that, naturally you'd sign up for that, but it doesn't seem realistic. But there is a way to do that. And the way to do that is essentially what this conversation is about. If you start first with improving the way that you do things, 
the matter in which and the amount in which you can charge for those things that you're doing increases substantially. So rather than looking for more customers at a lower price point rate, you could, in theory, get less customers at a higher price point and rate, make more money, work less hours, and honestly really just end up with more fulfillment and more rewarding existence. Because like you're going to feel better about the work you do for the 100 people that you can really, truly care about than you are going to feel about the 1,000 people you have to do at scale. Uh-uh. And spoiler, there is a way to do both, but you're not a unicorn. And you don't really want to be a unicorn. So I don't think you should spend your time, energy, or effort doing that. And so that's why this will probably become, because I got Jamie's note, the, the first webinar that will end up going live is essentially about what systems need to come before leads. Mm. Right? And yeah. the first most important thing here is that you guys have to know the difference between what it is that you do and how it is that you do it. Um, and I think the beauty of, there's a post, I think it will go up one of these days here, is that CrossFit's offering you a million dollars right now, currently. All you have to do is go to the website, fill out the application for an affiliate, get accepted, and Bob's your uncle. I don't even know what that saying means. but um, Because the average affiliate that we know essentially ends up generating about $100,000 a year in revenue, truly. Um, Ideally, I wish it was more, but it's not. That's the average. Uh, it's pretty easy to go up from there. And if you do that for 10 years out of your garage with no overhead, you're going to generate a million dollars in revenue. You don't have to change anything about the system, the process, or the procedure. It is the thing that you know. It's the thing that you love. And you can do it. And you can do it at whatever scale you want to do it. And it will generate, meaning create, $1 million. How much of that you keep, that's up to you and whatever expenses you'd like to associate with your delusions of grandeur. But you could very easily... Affiliate your garage, run 10 people out of your garage, make $100,000 a year, do it for 10 years, generate a million dollars in revenue, and you really would have very little overhead. But I say all that to say is that you have to know what it is that you're selling. And it's not CrossFit. right? And so the first system that has to be in place that precedes lead gen is how the hell you do what you do with the people who you do it with. Because most of you, before any of these conversations happen, before anybody gets you on the hook for lead gen or otherwise, you're attempting to do some version of sell CrossFit to a CrossFitter. It's not going to work that well. Right. And so that part's got to change. So you have to find a better way to communicate your value. You have to find a better way to fulfill your level of value. And then you have to find a better way to continue to deliver that value. Those three things are the most basic versions of your business, but everybody's very distracted with getting their different levels uh, and getting new leads in the door. If you can focus on those three things, it's really not that difficult. And the beauty of it is, of the affiliate model, is that there's no right or wrong way to do it. The most important thing that you do is just do it, however it is that you want to do it. But if you're not making any money from the clients that you're doing it for, the answer isn't to get more of them. It's find a way to overserve them so that you can charge them more money so that you don't need more of them. You just have more profitable customers. But I think where we trip ourselves up as well is we get someone in and we're so, you know, excited that we've got somebody in. We overserve them at a, you know, zero, you know, at a low 
price point because we're like, well, no one's going to pay me, you know, $150 a week because we've all mm. got those limiting self-beliefs. So we overserve them as that. So when it comes time to charge more money, it's like, yeah, but you've already been doing all these things. It's, you know, how do we get clear about um, what service we provide for the value that we're um, charging and then be able to communicate that as well rather than just giving away everything for nothing just because we're happy that someone's standing in front of us. I'm we trying really not them to stay. the sales before conversation. <laughs> that's essentially what's going to end up happening with this thing. But um, there's kind of a few different phases. There's, there's five different phases of, of, of a business, but particularly of an affiliate. And um, I think the easiest way to understand it is the more you scale, the more systems become necessary. Um, and so as it applies to this conversation, maybe the easiest way to explain it is through like the conversation of like a video game at the point in which lead generation, advertising, et cetera, comes in. It's generally around like, let's call it level 10 of, 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 of the, of the video game. A lot of people end up in the business and they want to start at level 10, figure out level 10 type of lessons and then backfill levels one through, through 10. And what I mean by that is. The easiest version of your business is personal training, right? doesn't need any systems, doesn't really need any processes or otherwise. Like it's, I get a client in, I trade my hours for dollars and I make money and then I repeat. It's also the least profitable because it's the least leverageable. And so as you begin to ascend in business, your need to begin to leverage things increases. And the only way that you can do that is to better design systems and procedures because those become the levers of the business that allow you to input less effort and output more results. Otherwise, you end up accidentally increasing your input and maintaining your level of output. And that's usually what ends up happening for most businesses because they don't really understand that like the point of business, the point of excelling a business and leveling up a business is learning how to pull on or leverage better efforts. And that's really where systems and processes come in because as you move from that PT into, I'm going to do a couple of people in a group class, right? And like now you're leveraging more time. Now you're getting them to arbitrate the amount of time they spend with you individually, but in agreement to be like, well, let's do it all three of us together. I'll pay you a little bit less money, but you get three of us. So you end up making more money. I'm going to get a little bit less service, but you get a little bit more. And now you are into the game of leverage. Ideally though, the best way for you to do that is to, to get them to partner up one, twos, and threes in your group class, but not pay you any less money. So the way that you'd have to do that is increase your level of service, right? And so now we start looking at ways to either trade more hours for more dollars, which you could do, or we can create something that is leverageable that they can utilize that you don't have to do every single time that ends up making you more money, right? So I've got my my one PT client has turned into three people in a group class, but I don't want to give them more time in exchange for more money because that's not any more profitable. So I'm going to create a digital product. And so what I'm going to do is give them a, a nutrition program that I don't have to facilitate because they can just go through it and they can do it and it's automatic. But now that allows them to pay me the same amount of money or more per class or per session without me having to do more work. Now you're in the leverage game. That's just a hypothetical example. As that continues to grow, you end up finding yourself at a service capacity issue because like you don't have more hours in the day. You also don't have any more room to put. You can't put 10 people in there because now you're like, now it's a glass. 
So you end up, I need a friend, right? So now you got your first employee, right? And so now you've, you've moved into the second leverage, which is people leverage, right? But in order for that to go well, he's going to need to be a, a, a mirror image of you, right? Otherwise, there's probably going to be a breakdown in the service. And here is where every single one of the affiliates always fails because they bring in, they move into people leverage and they assume that those people have learned the exact same things that they've learned. They're the exact same version. And then surprise, they end up very disappointed and people leverage doesn't really go well, right? So then we try to move into whatever means we can and we use financial leverage, right? And so we end up, now we've, we, we, could, we could utilize technological leverage, but we end up trying to spend more money to make more money, but you could have just saved that money and you could have better leveraged the people if you'd have invested into labor leverage or people leverage. And those two things become a much better use of your time, technological leverage and people leverage, much better use of your time than, than financial leverage. And so getting those systems in place to be able to better train people, develop people, but also develop a product that you don't have to infinitely mediate or give out is a much more profitable use of your time because it's not costing you money and it's not costing you time. There's a little bit of upfront time investment in the, in the, in the training or the development of the product, but you don't have to do it over and over and over again. Right. So that's just a hypothetical example of how you guys end up in this position where, or you can end up in this position where the thing scales. But if you start with a whole bunch of leads and you try to backfill from there, there is no way you're going to relearn those leverages. You're going to scramble and scramble and scramble until effectively you learned everything you need to know about lead gen. You zero out, you lose all those people. You're like, okay. Then you start over. And you start with the systems, you start with the levers, and you start pushing and pulling on those levers. And then, lastly, you turn on the leads, and then it can work because then you can fill you know, the bathtub. But if you don't start that way, it doesn't go that way. So it usually ends up being successful for most people because the lessons you learn failing through lead gen ends up becoming a valuable lesson for you in the back end. The one thing you'll all, no matter who you go with for lead gen, you will learn is that systems will have to precede your leads at some point. It's either going to happen mm -hmm. after the fact or you're going to get to zero again and then you're going to fix the systems and then you're going to turn the leads back on. That's it. It's that anyway. easy. <laughs> well, it's simple, but not easy. Yeah, I mean, and it's, you know, again, we come back to mm -hmm. the, like as CrossFitters, we enjoy hard work. We enjoy suffering. We enjoy, you know, a grindy effort. But when it comes to working on our business, we're like, just give me the fun, sexy things to do that seem like it's easier than just sitting down with a, a blank Google document trying to write a systems and process. And it doesn't need to be that complicated. It's like as you're doing something, you know, take the notes. One of um, our clients recently said to me like they had procrastinated about building, for example, an operating system, which is, you know, how they do everything, recently had a holiday and they're like, yeah, I realized that operating system was really handy because it helped me train my staff before I go and I didn't have to do it, you know, five times. I could just take them through this one thing and all the work was already done. I went, yeah, and everything went smoothly then rather than, well, I'm going to go away and I'm going to hope that the place doesn't burn to the ground while I'm away and if it does, you don't know where to find anything. <laughs> uh, back to Jamie's point, I mean, processes are – I. They're the thing that you end up all leaning back on because like inevitably you just get burnt out, 
right? You're just like, at some point, you're just like, you know, I just don't want to do this thing. Can't I just do it more efficiently? And then inevitably you end up there, but you could just start there. And the first way to do that is just find the thing that you're bad at and find a good who for the how, like you three. Um, but operations, operations, I think is a little bit more sexy than we think it is. I think people are drawn to it because we know it's, it's a universal need. I think mo everybody's relatively aware of the fact that they could do what they do better and more efficiently. They just don't know where to start, right? And mm -hmm. so I think that that's one of the reasons why pretty much everybody that comes in with us, they all end up focusing on their operating system, like you said, which is, you know, it's a, it's not because it's, it's fun and sexy and it's fancy. It's because it's a necessity. If I'm going to get you to any degree of, of, of focused or, or, you know, dreaming again or, or solving problems or being, you know, proactive, I can't let you spend your whole day being reactive. Hmm. And there's no part of more business in your unorganized business that's going to help you do that without fixing first the actual version of your business before you try to bring in more of that business. But that's a very hard conversation for people to realize when they're just like, I get it. I understand it. But like my loan payment is three months behind. Hmm. Right. And so they just think that if we just bring it in and I don't really know how to tell you, but you're just going to spend more money than you're going to bring in and you'll learn it, you know, and you'll learn that it's a lot more work than you want to do. And what you're going to learn is that the problem is not in the business. The problem is not in the way that you generate leads. The problem is in your behavior. And I don't say behavior is like the punishable term because like you're in kindergarten, but like your actions and your intentions are not in alignment. And that's how we built this whole thing, right? We said like all we do with every single one of our clients is tell me where you want to get to and then show me what you're doing. And then we just align those things. But rarely ever is that, show me where you want to get to. Okay, this is how many leads you need. Mm. Because if I, I was like, I mean, in a perfect world, make my life very easy to be like, Lisa, oh, you want to make a million dollars? Great, this is how many leads you're going to need. Get to that point, that'd be great. But I know that if I just gave you those, you know, 1,200 leads, you would either lose them all, or you would spend so much time, energy, and money getting there that if you did get to a million dollars, you would have spent the whole damn thing to get there or else you'd have had no time to enjoy that money when you got there. Mm. And I think um, one of the like little thing that's worth mentioning because like oh, I was very guilty of it as an affiliate owner is that you can almost go the other way and have all the systems and structures set up but not actually use them. Mm. And that was that was my thing. Regularly on my calls with with you and Chuck, you'd be like, oh, you know, we'd be talking about something. I'm like, Oh no, I've got that. I've got a system for that. Oh, cool. Are you using it? No, it's like I haven't, you know, cause it was busy work to create it and made me feel productive when I didn't know what else to do. But if you've got them all sitting there and all lovely templates and not using it, then it's, you're just as guilty as someone who has none whatsoever. Cause they're just as effective. Hmm. I believe the word so, that we use a lot around here is called taskurbation. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Part of the reason That's, why we put in um, a roadmap with everyone, right? Like we have this roadmap and the end goal is all those four frees that we talked about at the beginning. But at the very, very beginning of the roadmap where you're first starting off and you don't know how to drive a stick shift, 
is creating that operating system. So you can mm. hand it off to someone else because I can't tell you how many times I've heard. Yeah. I want to take a month. I want to leave my gym for a month. Well, mm. all the leads and all the emails come to my personal email though. So um, what am I going to do with those? Mm. And they will come or to my phones. You're and the only one that signed into the Instagrams. All those things. And mm. Right. One of Sam's sayings he always says that it passes the hit by a bus test. If you were hit by a bus tomorrow, is your gym going to run itself or is it going to collapse? Mm. Right. Like, and, you know, for all affiliate owners out there who are trying to do everything yourself and you think that's the way it's got to be done. If you can't change that thought in your mind, you will constantly be feeling like you're drowning because it does take, like Tony said, a who for the how and the more you can build that underneath you and you empower people to do that and you make them feel needed as well, they're going to want to do more work. And then it will all of a sudden run itself. But you have to be willing to put people in those places and put your investment in that instead of in Legion, get it mm. running like a well-oiled machine. And then, huh, maybe all of a sudden you'll have some money for Legion too. <laughs> funny how that happens but you got to trust the process the thing is is that right. the beauty of lead gen is it allows the reason why lead gen is so popular is that it allows gym owners particularly micro gym owners more than anything to abdicate their responsibility because it allows them to most people who buy into lead gen do not buy into lead gen believe it or not to solve their problem Beatrice would like to say hi. Um, they buy into lead gen so that it's not their problem, right? They buy it because now you're going to do it for me, or it's going to be your fault when it doesn't work, or it's when it, it starts to work and then the things fall apart, then at least I get to blame somebody else besides me. Right. What? You want to be on the podcast? Yeah. No, you want to. She hears you talking long enough now. Oh. She's like, I'm part of this. Hello. Oh, hello, Beatrice. Sleepy. Um, Sleepy dog. She's like, why are you talking so much? She hates when I'm on call all day. Um, so that's the first big part of it, right? Is that like most people are buying it just like when they come in. Most people are like, I want to buy this nutrition program from you. Not because they care at all about losing the weight, but they want it to now be your fault that they're overweight. And that seems very counterintuitive. But when you understand behavior well enough to know and see it coming, you're going to start to realize that most people don't actually want to change. They want an excuse. Because the changing part is the hard part. It's the signing up for the help and then abdicating and passing off the responsibility to you. That's the easy part. And I can get there. Because there's no business in the world who doesn't need to market, doesn't need to advertise, and doesn't need more customers. Every single one does. The beauty of a CrossFit affiliate, and that's really ideally who I suspect this audience is mostly. Maybe there's some other micro gym owners in here. But it's so easy as a CrossFit affiliate. Right. And everybody right now is punching the air. They're like, it is not. I am an affiliate. How dare you? The beauty of CrossFit is that it works every single time. The beauty of CrossFit is that it is almost a nearly perfect system and solution. It's the big problem, though, is it applies to affiliates is that you become affiliates and think the thing that you sell is CrossFit. It's not. It's the tool that you use. And the reason why I say it's so easy in an affiliate is that 
people are aware that your solution exists. What they need to know is how their solu your solution applies to them. That's the only conversation you need to have. It's not about what you're going to do and how your classes are and how your programming is and, and how much you know somebody backspotted today. It's literally, what are you going to do for me is the only thing that really matters. And the beauty of CrossFit, unlike everybody else, is that you know it's going to work. Huh. It's never not worked. The only thing that doesn't work is that they just don't come anymore. right? And so for that reason, it's a simple and it's an elegant solution, but it's not what you sell. It's what you, it's the tool that you use. And so as soon as you understand that CrossFit is the tool, it's not the, it's not the product. It's going to be a lot easier for you because people are already looking for it, but it's very hard to find CrossFitters to buy your CrossFit versus the other CrossFit. And that's why most affiliate owners are, are very preoccupied with there being too many affiliates and there's market saturation and there's all these things, but that's because you're all accidentally trying to sell CrossFit to CrossFitters. That's like 1% of the market share instead of better figuring out how I can utilize CrossFit to solve the problems for the other 99%. That's much easier because when you can do that, you can charge things like $1,500 per person up front in small towns in, in Missouri and do it for 10 to 20 people per year and make all the money you would ever possibly need to meet or make. Whereas every other micro gym, every other, you know, boot camp and otherwise has to bring in hundreds or thousands of people because their product can't scale at impact. There's no amount of boot camps in, in, and, and other things that you can sign up for that are going to inherently and directly every single time solve your problem. Right? Like, even if you run a boot camp successfully, I guarantee there's a graduation to a better program that has to work because that's how it works. And that's the beauty mm -hmm. of CrossFit, right? Like it works every single time. You just have to stop selling them CrossFit and start selling them solutions. That seems like a good little uh, place to put a pin in it and uh, uh, wrap this one up. Beatrice agrees. But I think we've covered a fairly broad range on that, guys, and dug into some good things. So thank you again for your time. Good chats. And, you know, let's make uh, systems um, fun and sexy again. Yeah. Bring the sexy game. back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, enjoy your day. I look forward to seeing you on the next one. Thank you, my friend, for listening to the Fitfiliate podcast. If you would be interested in hopping on a free call with us to just kind of chat about what you think your problems are and what you think the gap is between where you're at and where you want to go, we can see if maybe we can help you along that journey, figure out if we're all a good fit to do some sweet things together. So click the link, set up a consult. Let's help you identify some problems that we can mutually solve.